piercing, authoritative, drill sergeant voice emanating from Johnny's petite mom brought everyone to attention. She ordered the boys to line up on the curb. Looking like bedraggled soldiers after a barroom brawl, each defendant gave his name and phone number. I want you to know that I'm calling each of your parents right away. Now all of you, straight home. As the boys dispersed, Johnny knew he was to remain standing on the curb, alone, waiting his fate. Welcome to the Dog Winks Podcast with stories from Squire Rushnell. Featuring Rescued by Ruby, the Netflix original motion picture. This limited series podcast is brought to you by Godwink Brands. Visit dogwinks.com for more information. Now, here's the Godwink guy, Squire Rushnell. The scraggly black mutt with white patches, a collie mix, peeks from the cardboard container, just able to see the bottom half of a boy. He likes little kids. They're always dropping food. A piece of candy here, the bottom of an ice cream cone there. Cautiously, the little dog scoops from the cardboard boxes piled up behind the supermarket. That's his favorite place to catch a night's sleep. And he rubs up against the little boy, who promptly reaches down and strokes him. Ah, that feels good. The ten-year-old, wide-eyed with a hopeful smile, looked up at his dad and asked, Can we take him home, Dad? His father leaned down, noted the dog had no tags or identification. Yeah, why not? He drawled. Johnny Griffin couldn't remember a better day in his whole life, sitting in the front seat looking up at Dad, his hero, with an excited new friend squeezed in between them, maybe taking his first doggy ride in a truck ever. What could top this? As he thought about it, Johnny now had two best friends, his new dog and his dad. Of course, Dad was a best friend to lots of people. He was an actor who played bit parts in dozens of different TV shows, and that's probably how he got into the habit of greeting friends with a warm, tough-guy hug, sometimes even a kiss on the cheek or saying, I love you. But when Dad was at home, he was just Dad, a nice man who liked to express his love for people. What are we going to call you, little guy? Dad was now stroking the mutt while he drove. What do you think, Johnny? You got a name for him? Johnny wasn't sure. His dad then smiled. I got an idea. Remember how this little guy scooted from those cardboard boxes? Let's call him Scooter. Johnny grinned in agreement. From then on, Scooter was a member of the Griffin family. That little rascal lived up to his name, too. His dad would build an escape-proof enclosure, and that inventive little mutt would always manage to scoot off. But he always came home in time for supper. Scooter was never what you called a one-person dog. He was a loyal, affectionate friend to every member of the family. 
a trait he must have picked up from Dad. On his 13th birthday, Johnny had no idea he was about to learn one of the biggest lessons of his life. He was sitting on the porch with six of his pals eating ice cream cones. Scooter lies on the porch, carefully studying the boys as they eat their ice cream cones. They're talking amongst themselves animatedly. Scooter's hope against hope is that one of them will slip and drop his cone. He's poised, ready to take advantage of that misfortune. But as they begin to argue about something elevating their voices, the little mutt tilts his head as if to say, Hey, 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 pipe down. The boys were getting into a my-dad-could-whoop-your-dad argument. It was gathering steam just when a burly Italian man strode up the sidewalk, climbed the porch steps, and knocked on the front door. The boys stopped talking as they looked the man over. The screen door swung open and John's dad burst out. Benny, good to see ya. He then grabbed Benny, giving him a bear hug and a kiss on the cheek. Scooter looks on as every one of the boys shifts his eyes to Johnny like a slow burn in a movie. He sees Johnny return their looks with a tight-mouthed scowl. Benny and Dad went in the house. Then one of the boys mockingly blurted, Your dad's no tough guy. He's a sissy. Johnny's reaction was instantaneous. A pop in the mouth. Scooter jumps up to all fours, alertly watching as things escalate into a free-for-all with the boys throwing punches, rolling off the porch, into the dirt, yelling dare words and swear words. Boys! A piercing, authoritative, drill sergeant voice emanating from Johnny's petite mom brought everyone to attention. She ordered the boys to line up on the curb. Looking like bedraggled soldiers after a barroom brawl, each defendant gave his name and phone number. I want you to know that I'm calling each of your parents right away. Now all of you, straight home. As the boys dispersed, Johnny knew he was to remain standing on the curb, alone, waiting his fate. His dad came out of the house, wearing a tough guy in the movie's face, and ordered Johnny to go into the backyard and wait there for him. Keeping his distance, Scooter watches Johnny sweat bullets for a long time, maybe a half hour. The little dog just lies on the grass, waiting, watching to see what's going to happen next. Finally, Dad came into the yard and spoke evenly. Why were you guys fighting? Johnny stared down at his sneakers. He brushed one foot back and forth across the grass before responding. It's all your fault, he snapped. Scooter lifts up his body, scooting back a few steps out of harm's way. You kissed that guy after I was telling the guys how tough you were, he continued. There was a pause, 
A long pause. Johnny felt certain his smart-alecky reply had just earned him a weapon as his dad looked back at him. Instead, Dad calmly called over his shoulder to the dog. Scooter, come here. Me? You want to talk to me? thinks Scooter, wondering why in the world he is being summoned. Cautiously, Scooter approaches the two. Sit right there, Scooter, said Dad, pointing to the grass about ten feet from Johnny. Looking at his son, he said, Johnny, look at your dog and tell him you love him. The boy was perplexed and still embarrassed by what his buddies had seen. Reluctantly, Johnny said, Scooter, I love you. Scooter doesn't move. Tell him again, said Dad. I love you, Scooter, repeated Johnny, still weakly. Scooter just sits there. Now, said his father, kneel down, call the dog over, hug him, and tell him you love him. Johnny obeyed. Kneeling down, he said, Come here, Scooter. Scooter bounds to Johnny, wagging his tail and licking his face. Son, said Johnny's dad, grasping him by the shoulders, love isn't something you say. It's something you do. Looking into his dad's eyes, Johnny's lips were pressed together, quivering, trying to hold back the tears that were threatening to erupt. Humans and dogs are just alike, Dad continued. You can tell someone you love them all day long, but it's when you reach out and touch them, showing affection, that's when they really know it. Dad reached out, wrapped his arms around his son, and gave him a good, long hug. With an arm over his shoulder, Dad walked Johnny over to the picnic table, and they sat down. You know, Johnny, in the Holy Bible, Jesus tells us what we need to do. He paused for a moment, then continued. He says, Let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and truth. From that day on, Johnny's 13th birthday. He had a new appreciation as he watched his dad live that lesson with others. And ever since, John Griffin has practiced that lesson he learned from his dad and Scooter. <laughs>